the Art of Leadership Network. Welcome to Lead Culture with Ginny Katrin, brought to you by Foresight, a podcast all about building confident leaders, extraordinary teams, and thriving cultures. The goal is to equip you to lead yourself well so you can lead others better. Thank you for choosing to listen today and enjoy this episode. Welcome to Lead Culture. I'm Jenny Katrin, your host. Always glad that you are here. Grateful for the opportunity to invest in leaders like you who are committed to healthy culture and thriving teams. And that is what we are all about here at Lead Culture. If you are brand new with us, I want to say welcome. Thank you for joining us. We are grateful you're here and excited to connect with you more. In fact, I would invite you to um, reach out. Let me know you were listening. You can email me at podcast at getforesight.com. And uh, it's a great way to connect and let me know um, what, what you found helpful. Uh, I would love to hear from you and from all of you. Like, What's helpful? Um, how can we serve you better? What are some questions you're wrestling with as it relates to leadership and culture? And let us know how we're doing and how we can serve you. Um, we would love that. And uh, also rating, reviewing, um, subscribing, sharing with a friend, all of those things actually are a form of feedback for us to let us know how we're doing and how to best continue to equip you in all things leadership and culture. And I say all of that because your feedback is really helpful for us to do our work well. And that's the topic we're discussing today, uh, a topic that often gets a bit overlooked or avoided. And it's the topic of feedback, right? That we want feedback and yet we're a little afraid of feedback. We're hungry for feedback and yet we're just not quite certain sometimes what that feedback will look like. But here's the thing I know. Anytime I'm given feedback, even if it's constructive and it's kind of coaching in some way that like it is going to make me better. It's going to help me serve others better. And so this topic of feedback is a really critical one for great culture. Because as leaders, we want to attract great team members. We want to build inspiring teams. And yet, we often avoid the very things that produce the greatest cultures. And feedback is one of those things. Oftentimes, you know, a simple thing like feedback, it's simple, but it can be extraordinarily hard to do. And the simple but challenging topic we're going to tackle today is the topic of feedback. How do you create a culture where feedback is given and received, it's normal, and it's expected, it's appropriate, and it's productive? And I think if you think about those three phrases, I think we all would love to be a part of a culture like that, wouldn't we? Where feedback is given and received, it's normal and expected, it's appropriate and productive. And what I hear in that is that you know, it's, there's a give and take. There's, it's a mutuality in the organization of like, this is what we do. It's normal and it's expected, right? It's not uncomfortable and awkward. It's like, it's part of what we do. We just, we're so committed to helping everybody be better that it's normal and it's expected and it's appropriate, right? We, we're, we're smart. We're emotionally smart about how we do it and it's productive. It's helping us do what we feel called to do. It's helping us achieve mission. So according to Gallup, only 26% of employees 
strongly agree that the feedback they receive helps them do better work. So that's even assuming that they're getting any feedback, but they're saying that only 26% of the feedback they receive helps them do better work. And I think the reason that that stat is so low is that many organizations don't provide enough feedback or they provide feedback in unproductive ways. Like we're probably just awkward if we think about it. Like when we need to give feedback, if it's not a normal part of our culture, then we're kind of awkward in it. Or somebody you know, finishes a presentation or turns in a report and they could have done better. And even if they ask for feedback, what do we say? Oh, it was great. You did awesome, right? Like if you don't have a culture of feedback, um, you, you're you not comfortable engaging it and saying, well, hey, let me give you some some thoughts on that. I really appreciated this and I would have loved if you had shared this or if you had clarified this a bit more, right? It actually takes work on our part to give helpful and productive feedback. And so it's a skill that we have to learn. So today, I want to just talk you through three elements of a healthy culture of feedback, right? Uh, This isn't going to solve it all, but it's going to get you thinking, what are three elements of a healthy culture of feedback? So the first is a healthy culture of feedback starts with shared expectations. Now, expectations are a big thing. Like we, uh, and this comes down to the clarity thing. You hear me talk about clarity all the time. And clarity is so critical for healthy teams. You've heard me say before that clarity is the chief indicator of the health of a culture. Like if there's lack of clarity, I promise you there's a struggling culture. And shared expectations, like having clarity around shared expectations is the starting point for a culture of feedback. So what expectations do we have about feedback, right? If if we're not giving feedback and receiving feedback, and that's the key part, especially if you're in a leadership seat, if you're not inviting feedback in some way, you're unintentionally communicating, or you might be intentionally communicating, but you're communicating that feedback isn't valued here, right? You're modeling what's going to be repeated in the organization. So it has to start with shared expectations. We need to clarify the importance of feedback being both given and received. And so not just clarify the importance, but begin to model that, right? So the shared expectation of feedback is important here and giving and receiving feedback is critical to us. And all leaders at all levels are actively giving and receiving feedback. It's something we're committed to. And the key here is that feedback is given frequently. It just becomes a normal part of what we do. I had to give a presentation today and I was talking on culture with a group of colleagues. And if one of my team members was sitting in the room to have them tell me afterwards, hey, I think this point came through really well. They really connected with this. I think this wasn't as clear. And maybe we could do X, Y, Z to make that point clearer, right? Like if we get in a habit of feedback being given and received, um, and it frequently we do so, like if we just have a culture where that's just kind of the natural thing we do is we don't just say, hey, great job. Technically that's feedback, but it's not really, right? Like it's the, it's the pat answer. It's the quick reply of like, hey, great job. You know, thanks for doing that. Now, that's not really feedback. It's the giving more specificity, like giving more thoughtful response to what somebody does is helpful feedback. But the frequency of it 
and that it's an expected part of your culture, like setting that expectation is key to a healthy culture of feedback. So first, it starts with shared expectations. We have to have shared expectations around the fact that we do want feedback to be a part of our culture. Secondly, uh, another key element of healthy feedback is that feedback is received as coaching, not criticism. Now, some of this is in how we deliver it and some of it is in how we receive it, right? Like if I am a little bit guarded, you could be delivering feedback in the most appropriate way and I hear it as criticism because I'm filtering it through a lens. So I've got my own like self-awareness work to do, right? Um, but you could be delivering feedback in a unproductive way that feels like criticism, right? So there's, it's on both sides. This is where self-awareness is so critical for every person on the team, right? So if you're the one giving the feedback, you've got to have the self-awareness to go, how do I deliver this in a way that is received as coaching, not criticism? If I'm being given the feedback, how do I receive this in a way that they're trying to coach me? And all that's part of culture, right? So if we've set good expectations, we know this is what we do in our culture, and then our goal is to always deliver it as coaching, not being critical, that begins to help form a healthy culture of feedback. So here's the distinction between those two. Criticism is the expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes. So if you're the one giving feedback, you've got to check yourself to go, am, am I just finding fault with this person? Or am I giving them helpful coaching that will make them better? What's my motive in giving the feedback? Am I trying to be critical or am I trying to make them better? So criticism is the expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes. I'm being critical of the person. Coaching is a form of development in which an experienced person supports the other in achieving a specific personal or professional goal by providing training and guidance. Coaching is development. We're trying to train and guide. We're trying to give support. And so when we're giving feedback, we need to make sure that we understand the distinction between coaching and criticism, and we seek to coach rather than criticize. And that's going to really impact how comfortable and safe it feels inside of a culture to give feedback. So our first one was shared expectations. Our second one is that we are um, giving feedback as coaching, not criticism. And then the third element of healthy feedback is that we create an environment of psychological safety. Now, I know this word, this phrase, people don't love because it's kind of used a lot, but just hang with me for a minute. Um, because the heart of psychological safety is that there is trust, right? Um, that there is trust in the organization. There is trust of each other so that we can give and receive feedback comfortably. And, and we're not even going to do that right all the time. So there's got to be a level of trust organizationally that even if I don't quite get it out quite right or I don't quite receive it as well as I should, that there's room and there's trust because of the relationships within the team, that there's trust and I can engage feedback with a trust that it's going to be, um, we're going to have each other's best interests at heart. Psychological safety is simply the belief that you won't be punished when you make a mistake. And when we create a psychologically safe environment, it allows for moderate risk-taking, ability for all team members to speak their mind, and it inspires greater creativity. 
So creating that trusting, that safe environment where we can, we can give and receive feedback is so critical to setting the culture for that. Um, in his book, Think Again, uh, organizational psychologist Adam, Adam Grant provides a chart that clarifies that when you have psychological safety and when you don't. And you have it when you see mistakes as opportunities to learn. So listen to this list because it's really, really helpful. This is from Adam Grant's book, Think Again. He says, you have psychological safety when you see mistakes as opportunities to learn, right? So that's you as the individual. Do I see a mistake as an opportunity to learn? You don't have it when you see mistakes as threats to your career. Ouch, right? Because we can, that can feel so personal, but we don't have psychological safety when we see mistakes as threats to our career. You have it when you're willing to take risks and fail. You don't have it when you're unwilling to rock the boat. So leaders be listening to this because this is going to give you insight into your culture and whether your staff feel safe engaging in feedback. So you have it when you see mistakes as opportunities to learn. You don't have it when you see mistakes as threats. You have it when you're willing to take risks and fail. You don't have it when you're unwilling to rock the boat. You have it when you speak your mind in meetings. You don't have it when you keep your ideas to yourself. You have it when you openly share your struggles. You don't have it when you only tout your strengths. You have it when you trust your teammates and supervisors. You don't have it when you fear your teammates and supervisors. And so that simple list, and again, that's in the book, Think Again by Adam Grant, which is a brilliant book, and I would highly encourage you to give it, get it. But that just kind of like quick, like pulse of, do we have psychological safety or do we not? And essentially, do we have trust or don't we? That's the essence of it, right? And so... Creating that psychologically safe, creating that trusting environment is so critical for feedback to create a culture for healthy feedback. So I want you to think about these three things today, right? Do we have shared expectations? The three elements of a healthy culture of feedback starts with shared expectations around feedback, the importance of it, right? That we want to give and receive feedback. We want it to be frequent. We want it to be in a part of our, a part of our culture. Secondly, that feedback is received as coaching, right? That we are coaching, not criticizing. And so everybody in both giving and receiving feedback is doing it for the purpose of developing and helping us be better. The third is that we're creating that environment of psychological safety, that we're creating that environment of trust. And so I want you to just think about those three things this week, kind of take an inventory. Do we have shared expectations around feedback? Are we giving and receiving feedback is coaching and how safe, how trusting is our environment? And is there any work I can do there to help us move forward in creating a healthy culture of feedback? Because guys, we need our teams thriving. We need them communicating well. We need them learning and growing together in order to build cultures where uh, we are able to achieve the mission that we feel called to. So be thinking about that today. Again, give me some feedback. What was helpful? what was not, shoot me an email at podcast at getforesight.com and let us know how we can continue to serve you better. So keep leading well, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Lead Culture Podcast with Jenny Katrin, brought to you by Foresight. At Foresight, we are cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. If you have any questions, please email us at podcast at getforesight.com. That's the word podcast at 
get4site.com. If this content has helped you in any way, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends and on social networks. Also, don't forget to follow or subscribe wherever you listen to quality podcasts so you don't miss any of the amazing content coming from Lead Culture with Jenny Katrin. Your comments mean the world to us, so please consider taking a quick moment to rate and review our podcast. Remember, you need foresight for success. We'll see you next time.